Good morning, everybody. I'm Troy and I'm an addict. Good morning, family. I walked in this morning to walked walked in this morning to the uh, to the the drama that had ensued. Um, and uh, you know, on my way here, uh, I was caught up thinking about cicadas. We did the cicada talk the other day, and they've tripled at my house. I, there was over a hundred on the front of my house when I left today. Um, and I figured out what time of day they they come out of their shell. So I've been able to like watch them actually go through each cycle, which has been super fun. Um, but on my way in, I was, I was tossing around the ideas of, you know, I have a bunch of these canned motivations that I do. Some of them are, are, you know, not necessarily scripted, but it's an idea that I've worked with for a long time. Um, here's one I've, I've only ever done once, uh, and I wanted to hear it myself today. So I'm going to do it. Um, we're going to call this one, this old house. Um, anybody remember a TV show with Bob Vila called This Old House? Uh, OG. OG, the, the original home improvement dude. Um, so one of the things that they did on that show is they would find pieces of property that were that were decrepit, pieces of property that were falling apart, that had a story, that had a history, that made these pieces of property important to somebody somewhere. Um, but they had been left, uh, they had been left untouched and unmaintenanced. Um, and some of these houses had started to decay and started to, to fall apart from the inside. Does anybody see where this is going already? So when they, when, when Bob would find a house, an older house, he'd go through and he'd figure out all the things he wanted it to look like. Um, he would figure out all the things he wanted it to have, wanted to update the kitchen, wanted to give, you know, a bathroom with a bidet, you know, whatever, whatever those things were, he'd figure those things out. Now, if he had walked in to one of these old houses with an interior designer instead of a contractor, and he walked through and they decided what they wanted the house to look like when it was done, if they did that first, and then they began working on that, let's say they came into the kitchen and they were like, oh, this kitchen's a decent layout, but the cabinets need refaced and it's going to need new appliances. As soon as they pull the cabinet faces off and start doing the cabinet faces, the kitchen looks better right away. And then they put new appliances in it, and it instantly starts to function like a, like a normal kitchen. There's a working refrigerator and a working stove. And then they go down to the basement to check the water heater to see what the water heater functions like because they're not getting enough pressure out of the, out of the valve, and they're not sure if they're crimping the pipe, what's going on. So they go down to the basement. And let's say that they've now redone the cabinet facing, they painted the kitchen, they put new tile in, and they've added appliances. And now they're in the kitchen looking underneath, and they find that underneath the kitchen, right where the refrigerator is, there's been a leak in the ice line for 35 years. And it's been eaten away at the, the joist, the floor joist. Everybody knows what floor joist is? That's been eaten away at this floor joist for 25 plus years. That floor joist is rotten. It's rotten. The nails have rusted away. There's nothing holding that floor joist from falling out except for the little bit of lip that's still sitting on the concrete wall. That's it. And somebody's like, damn, we really need to change these floor joists in this kitchen or this stove and this refrigerator is going to fall right through to the basement. Then they got to start tearing apart all the work they already did. They got to take those kitchen appliances back out. They got to accept the fact that they're going to crack all the grout in the new tile when they're doing the floor. All those cabinet faces that have been replaced need to come off so that someone can pull the screws out of the back of the cabinets to pull them away from the wall so we can approach the flooring 
underneath them. So all the hard work they did to make that kitchen beautiful and functional is moot because nobody dug in to find out the condition of the actual house. Nobody decided to look deeper and see what the quality of the wood that the house was made of, if it's still holding up, if it's still, if it's still maintaining its integrity. You guys see what I'm doing? Okay. So the reality of trying to dress up your house on your third or fourth day and trying to establish the fact that you've got a good bite into recovery and you know what it is, you could very possibly be painting over a water stain that's hiding rotten lumber. And it's going to look great for about three to six months. And then it's going to start to rot from the back, from the inside. And it's going to work its way to the front. And when it gets to the front, it's going to get ugly. And then it's going to get weak. And then it's going to fall apart. And then you're going to realize if I'd have just done the work to begin with, if I'd have just fixed the lumber in the walls, if I'd have just stopped those water leaks, if I coulda, woulda, shoulda, don't mean shit. Only thing that matters is what is. We're sitting here right now on a beautiful, beautiful piece of property, an enormous piece of property with fields going as far as the eye can see. And we're standing in an old house that we've let the water leak. We've let the sewer back up. We've hot-shotted extension cords around the room, got power strips nailed up, fucking space heaters hung in them because, there's, because the furnace don't work no more. Everybody live in that house? So we're, we're in that house right now. we got this beautiful piece of land and this old, <laughs> decrepit house. And it's not that the house is old. So we stopped paying attention to what it needed. We stopped maintaining the house. We didn't spend any time getting the septic pump, septic tank pumped. We just left it fill and it got full of sewage and now it's up to the top. And now every time you run water in the sink and your laundry room smells like shit. We didn't maintain the amount of iron that was collecting and all the U-joints and all the right angles in those copper pipes. In fact, we repaired some of them with galvanized pipes, which don't hold water, but we did it anyway because it's how we, it's how we do things. We grab what we can get and we use what we can get and that's it. So now... Standing on that field, some of us need to rip those houses down to the bare studs. We got to pull the drywall out. We got to rip the fixtures out. We got to pull all the running water. All the pipe has to come out. We need to replace that old copper galvanized bastardization that we did with some new, brand new CPVC. And we need to use newer, smarter products when we build this house. It's time to either rebuild your old house or guess what, guys? Sometimes. Tear that fucker down. People, places, things, y'all. The easiest way to tear down your house is to change the people that you associate with to people that you never used with. The things you did, the things you had, and the things you drove to things that you never associated with drugs before. I'm going to hit somebody hard here, and I, do, and I don't do it on purpose. And the person who, who told me this story reminded me of something that was very dangerous in my head. Anybody ever use the bottom of their seam of their shirt as a filter and just start tearing away at their clothing? Any anybody anybody ever dig a cigarette filter out of the crack in the sidewalk and use it? 
Anybody ever sharp? Anybody ever sharpen a spike on a matchbook? So all these terrible things that we're used to. If you sharpened a spike on a matchbook, don't don't use fucking matches, y'all. Just don't use matches. When you leave, buy yourself a lighter, not a flat one, <laughs> not one with an adjustable flame. <laughs> that's trigger. That's trigger talk, y'all. Um, but y'all see what I'm saying, right? So, so take your time, rip that house down to the timbers and look at it. Um, we talked about tearing the roof off the other day and, you know, we can't, we can't build a good roof over bad lumber. If we walk through our house and we paint it all pretty colors and we make sure the furniture is all set where we want it and we go to start hanging pictures, but all the lumber in the walls is rotten, what's going to happen when we start hanging pictures? They're going to start falling off the walls. So we're going to try to get our our spot as pretty as we can get it with the littlest amount of work. It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. Um, it's going to it's going to force you to think about the fact that I shoulda, I coulda, I woulda. Don't put yourself in that position. Don't put yourself in the spot where you've got to second guess what you already did. Know that what you already did for your recovery was the best thing. It's going to build the strongest house. When you start tearing up your floorboards and you find rotten joists, and any of you guys who know new construction, you find a bunch of laminated beams in that motherfucker, what are you going to do? You're going to pull them out and you're going to replace them with solid lumber. Real, expensive 2x6s and 2x12s. And you're going to let them hang an inch over so they're a little further onto that foundation than those laminated beams were. So I'm asking you today to, to take the time and Bob Vila yourself. Walk through with the construction worker and look inside. And the Bob Vila and the construction worker I'm referring to, anybody knows who I mean? Your counselors, your staff members, and your community peers. Look for somebody who's got a decent foundation. Look for somebody who's, who's already reworked the concrete and is working on their floor joists and sit with them and ask how they did it. Sit with them and figure out what efforts they had to put forth to rebuild their house because you've started to admire the way they live or the place they live. And then you might find somebody who's got this beautiful mansion up <coughs> on the hill and they talk an amazing game. But when you go in that house, you feel, always feel like you're leaning because they didn't adjust the floors. They got foundation problems and everything. You drop a tennis ball and it rolls all the way to the other side of the house. Anybody ever lived in that house? <laughs> I might live in it right now. Um, but my point is, take the time to figure out why is the floor crooked. Don't just put tile over the crooked floor. Y'all see the symbolism I'm using here? Does it make sense? So when we buy shingles to fix our roof and we buy a 25-year shingle, how much time do we expect to get out of that shingle? 25 years, right? Minimum. I want to get 25 years out of the shingle. If I buy pressure-treated, if I buy... Uh, weather, se severe weather pressure treated lumber. How many storms should I get through with that lumber? All of them. Every single one. So now it's time to dig deep. Spend a little bit extra time researching the lumber you need. Build your deck. <laughs> I gotta be stupid because I am. Keep the, 
Keep the hedges real tight around your deck. It'll make it look a lot bigger. <laughs> that was a grenade joke. I thought I'd. <laughs> what do you got, Jay? So the, the, what, what I'm asking you guys going forward is to think about how much effort you need to put in in the early parts. Because later, all you got to do is paint, hang pictures, and move furniture. And that's easy. That's easy. Change a light bulb here and there. Decide that you're going to go to all LED. Change all your light bulbs. But those are the details we work on after we get a hold of this thing. Right now, the construction crews that you need to be dealing with, they're in the rooms. They're in the rooms in meetings. They're in churches. Hell, they're standing by the ashtray outside a room sometimes. Um, so look for the guy that's got a little bit of nicotine stain on his hand and a little bit of coffee stain on his lip, but his eyes are always clear. Look for that guy. He's a hell of a construction worker every time. Um, the, the goal is to build not a beautiful house. The goal is to build a safe house that can withstand storms and keep that bitch clean. Learn how to use your vacuum cleaner. Learn how to keep every single day of your life focused on maintaining the beautiful home that you built. A relapse is very simple. A relapse is walking up to the wall that you didn't work hard enough on and trying to hang a picture and literally just putting holes in the wall. And when you walk away, the picture falls off or you decide you need to put another electrical outlet in somewhere and you start trying to find a stud and there ain't one. You're just, everybody do the little pinholes where you try to find a stud, you keep going. You end up with this many. How the hell is there not a stud in 37 inches of fucking wall? So build your, build your foundation right. Frame your house strong. Don't turn the studs sideways and try to make a little longer out of a, the materials you got. Turn them the right way and wait till you can afford the rest. Build the part you're going to live in as strong as you can. And then build the amenities as strong as you can. So you can start inviting other people over to your house. And that brings us, I hope you guys got something out of that because I sure did. Um, so build y'all a nice fucking house today. Use the best lumber you can afford. And if you can't afford, sit back, wait, relax. One of your homies will help you. Okay? That brings me to my favorite part of the day. Be grateful. Be kind. Be love where there is none. I am crushing this shit. For every floorboard I got to rip up, no matter how decayed it is, today I will. Be grateful. And when I invite all the crews to come give me an estimate on rebuilding my house, I promise that I will. And when I get the quote and I know how expensive it's really going to be, I will. Who's happy they're clean today? Who's going to work on their house today? Hell yeah. God, that felt good. Who's going to work on their house today? God damn, look at that. Woo! Got me goosebumping early. I'm itchy and feeling amazing. So out of the midst of tears, a diamond will shine every time, guys. And this morning I saw everybody on the edge of tears, not with fear or sorrow or sadness, but with anger, aggression. Those tears make a different kind of diamond, but they still will make a diamond. And you guys did it this morning. And I'm proud of you. I'm crazy proud of you. What are y'all doing here at White Deer Run? Right. 
What are y'all doing here today again? Oh, damn, I don't even need a third one. But let's give another one just for fun. What are y'all doing? I'm Troy. I'm an addict. Thanks for letting me share. Now, 